Christmas at Brown Table. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Round Table. Welcome to this week's Round Table. I'm Mark Arendt, and I'm joined here uh, with Dalton Storm and James Busey. Both these guys are on staff here at Veritas, and we are going to talk about music. We're going to play music, sing some music, and uh, one of the things we've been saying is um, one of the things we're doing at the round table is we're trying to fight isolation with fun conversations and stay connected and just um, a group of friends on a journey during this time. And one of the things you got to have on the journey are people, our musical friends and uh, James and Dalton are those. And so today we're just going to um, kind of worship our way through this time and uh, talk about music and what's encouraging us. So uh, one of the things that that sets this conversation up is what I've been thinking about joy. I preached last week on joy and one of the applications is worship God through music. And there's something about music that just stirs up our hearts. And And I want to talk to you guys about what has been encouraging you guys, uh, what music. And so the first thing is just, I want you guys just to share a song, a worship song or something that's been encouraging you and play it. First, I want to um, just share the C.S. Lewis quote. He said, in uh, The Weight of Glory, we do not want merely to see beauty though. God knows. Even that is bounty enough. We want something else which can hardly be put into words. To be united with the beauty we see, to pass into it, to receive it into ourselves, to bathe in it, to become part of it. And I think there's something that happens in music that just kind of represents infinity and just this this being able to pass into the beauty by, by singing and, and entering into it. And so um, what has been just capturing your hearts and what, what worship has, has kind of been stirring in you? Hmm. Wow. Well, there's a great song by passion. It's called heaven. And it's such a relevant song for right now because for a lot of people, there's there's uh, been no greater longing for heaven than than right now, and that's been true for me. And so, in some personal times of study, just thinking about what's heaven actually going to be like, and being so excited and encouraged that it's going to be the new heavens and the new earth. So I'm so excited to see the ways that heaven is incredibly similar to the way earth is now, just simply without sin. And it makes me so excited to feel like I I do have a tangible idea of what life in eternity will be like, but there's still so much mystery to that. Mm. And so that, that, that uh, tension between, yeah, I think generally I kind of know what it's going to be like. I think it's going to be a lot similar to life here on earth as we think, yet at the same time, completely different because there will be no sin there and we have no ability to think about what that will feel like and and um yeah so anyway this song's let's called, hear it. this song's yeah. called heaven okay you ready? i'm in the key of d if you want to play along all right <clears throat> have you heard this song james maybe once or twice <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's see if i can remember here teach me how to listen I want to know 
your voice Show me how to wade through Living in the natural And rise above the noise Man, I'm trying to think of the words to the second verse I'm just gonna go to the chorus So it goes like this I wanna see heaven So let your kingdom come all around us <laughs> I wanna see heaven So let your kingdom come and That's basically the whole song, the chorus is I wanna see heaven So let your kingdom come So great it's not incredibly profound by any means, but at the same time, it, it is. If you just stir on that, I want to see heaven, so let your kingdom come here. As I look forward to heaven and as I, and as I like live today, uh, yeah, with, with that in mind, it changes so That's much. That's beautiful. So, is that a new I, song? Oh, no, not, not super new, maybe within the last couple of years. Okay, Heaven by Passion, passion. Yeah. awesome. Beautiful song. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I don't think that was in D. I tried to come in and it sounded terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm playing D-shaped chords in the key of E. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's in the key of E. I was oh, playing D-shapes though. James, <laughs> I thought I forgot how to play piano for a second. I, I actually did that on purpose to try and make you look bad. <laughs> Dalton, you have been sabotaging me from day one. <sighs> okay. Hey, James, what do you got? Share a song with us. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, when you asked that, I just thought about, like, what have I been ruminating on? And it's not even, like, a full song, but, like, lately when I've just been sitting down at the keyboard, um, there'll just be, like, chord progressions that I latch on to, and lately it's just been, honestly, just the chorus of Angels We Have Heard on High, just sitting at the piano and just, like, over and over, just... Stuck in my head, go, I, just singing that has brought peace to my soul. Just imagining the the scene of an angelic choir singing glory to God in the highest. Yeah. And yeah, there's just something about that that has been really put my heart at peace. And I just love the beauty of that chord progression too. There's just something in music mm. that stirs wow. something in my soul. So I have a request because I've been thinking about this song a lot. Um, there's been just a lot of loss um, in Veritas um, um, and just sickness and struggle. And uh, the song that has just stirred longing in me is um, Heaven Song by oh, Phil yeah. Wickham. Yeah, and absolutely. could you just play it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, this song is in the key of D, James. Legitimately, this, this song is, is in, in D. D. <laughs> it's in D. Yeah, such a beautiful song. Okay. You wrote a letter and you signed your name. 
read every word of it page by page You said that you'll be coming, coming for me soon And oh my God, I'll be ready for you I want to run on cleaner pastures I want to dance on higher That's good. So much longing. It is. Um, it, it was um, in Second Corinthians 5, um, Paul talks about how while we live in this earthly tent of a body, I love how he describes our body as a tent, just this piece of canvas that mm-hmm. is so easily just mm-hmm. torn by the wind and it's temporary. Mm-hmm. It's not a house. It's a tent. And, and he says, while we wait in this body of a tent, we groan and we long for our heavenly dwelling. And that song just captures that, that, that idea of longing. It's Um, it's beautiful to think about too, that song in a season of suffering, for example, gives words to a feeling and an emotion, but say you're not in a season of suffering. It's still virtuous to long for heaven. So to sing that in a season of joy, to position your heart, in a place of longing is also just an incredible thing to do. And so songs like that where you can always sing them are, are so special to me. I just, mm. I love that song. So What's, much. is there a, can you guys think of a, of a worship song that for you, it's maybe a modern worship song, but it, it feels timeless. It feels like you could, you could play it now and it just, it just kind of has stuck. You know, I don't know if you can think of one I'll, uh, the one that that for me kind of comes to mind is uh, um, this old. We we would sing this. I miss mean, probably man one like twenty years ago at least. But 
Um, it's just um, we fall down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus, the greatness of mercy and love at the feet of Jesus, and we so many like that that like take me back to a place um yeah even in salt company when you were the salt director in Ames these songs that we would sing you were singing one the other day that was like oh my word I forgot about the song it was um oh the worship leader um who did um into marvelous light I'm running oh yeah the Charlie Hall Charlie Hall there's a lot of classics there, yes. which was the one that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> that you were thinking of. Um, On the tip um, of my tongue. We bow our hearts. Yes. We bend our knees. Oh, Spirit, come make us humble. We turn our eyes from evil things, oh Lord, we cast down our idols, so give us clean hands, give us pure hearts, let us not lift our souls to another, give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. Oh God, let us be a generation that sees, who seeks your face. Oh God of Jacob. Oh God, let us be a generation that sees. Seeks your face, oh God of Jacob. 
classic. It's a classic. Late nineties, man. I was, it's funny cause I was, uh, in another life, a worship leader and your voice Why is you a, laughing. Dalton? I don't yeah, yeah. Your voice is a muscle. I feel like my, my voice is just so not in singing shape. So sorry about that. <laughs> what do you got? Any, any other sort of classic oh, worship songs that you, I mean, there's, there's so many, getting getting emails, a lot of notifications. <laughs> there's so, I mean, Oh, praise the name is, has got to be a modern classic. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, one of the, I mean, I'm thinking of, um, you going to play it? Well, I or, was just going to, I was just going to give a little hot take on my modern classic is yeah. you are the good, good <laughs> to me, God. Do it, it will be. And my soul will yet sing of your love While my feelings betray And my soul waits for day I know you're good to me, God We'll go to the chorus Spread your arms over me You're my strong cover. Raise me up, I will sing. You're my redeemer. I love that song. That's kind of my plug for Lauren's awesome song that she wrote that yes. we got to. How, where could people find that if they wanted to listen to Spotify it? On Spotify and Apple Music. I think the majority, I'm hoping that the majority of people, people uh, do music that way. If people want us to print CDs, we could, I guess. No, we won't put CDs. But just, yeah, just uh, look up. Yeah, Veritas oh, sorry, Worship. Yeah. yeah, Veritas Worship on Spotify or Apple Music. And the song is called Redeemer. Redeemer. It's a beautiful cool. song. So good. And Lauren wrote that song. She did. And, and it came uh, out of a, I mean, the story she told related to it. Very cool. We'll, we'll get Lauren on the next one and we'll, oh, we'll actually yeah. get the full mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, we'll that's great. let her and sing then, that. And but. then maybe a hundred of her other incredible songs. Yeah. If you think that one's good, man, she's a phenomenal songwriter. Okay. So we're, yes. we'll, uh, yeah. Move on to the, the question about, um, one of the things this week, as I was thinking about joy, came across some classical music and, uh, was talking about Yesu joy of man's desiring came across that and just the, the intro, the song, and it stirred my soul. So it kind of got me on a little classical kick. And, um, I was, uh, you know, this philosophy professor that I had asked him, what's the meaning of life? And he said, this old guy in his seventies is like, the meaning of life is that people will appreciate, if people could learn to appreciate classical music, they will find meaning. The meaning of life. Yeah. That's the, and I, you know, as a, I don't know, 22 year old, 21, no, nah, it's probably, yeah, 21. I was like, can't you do a little better than that? Oh, oh you do? Okay. <laughs> Can, really? This is all you got. You've studied philosophy and the meaning of life your whole life. And this is the best you come up with. But now in my old age, I'm starting to appreciate. He was uh, right. He was right. I mean, <laughs> You know, like box, I think box thing is the chief end of music is to glorify God. But James, you text or you, you emailed me after that and said, you're reading a book about classical music. Specifically, you talked about Handel and Bach. I thought it was a cool yeah. thing. What, yeah, what did you so discover? Interesting. So I'm reading this book about 
the history of classical music. And so like zooms in on different composers um, who, yeah, we're familiar with their, their music, even if you're not into classical music. I mean, you've heard the... I mean, you know Bach. And this time of year, the Messiah, you know, hallelujah. And like you've heard this stuff before, but it's so interesting to, to find out some of the stories behind the music. I mean, so what I emailed Mark about that I just thought was interesting. So Bach and Handel, 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 I'm an American, so I'm just going to say Handel, um, <laughs> are contemporaries. They are creating music at the same time. Um, Handel is a celebrity because, like, the Messiah blows up. It's huge. It's awesome. It's an incredible piece of art. And he's touring concerts and stuff. And Bach is creating masterpieces too, but nobody knows who he is. He's serving a church. He's a music guy for his church and serves some like local courts and noblemen, but, but his music is not getting out of this, his local sphere. But yeah, you read about, about Bach just faithfully serving God. You know, he would put in the notes after his, um, his works, Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory um, but was never really appreciated at, at his time. He's here serving these noblemen and, and courts who we'd never heard of any of them, but we know who Bach is. And totally. yeah, and it's not even clear that Handel or Bach, well, Bach probably knew who Handel was, but they never met. They never, um, it wasn't until, you know, a century later that people discover how much of a genius Bach was. And I think that's, that's hilarious that yeah. it's over a hundred years later some of his music was discovered pretty much and, and popularized and brought into the, yeah, what, what we know now. And so how many, I, I think, uh, uh, another great composer of our time, Bono. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry to bring you two into this conversation, but, but he said, there's one of his lyrics. He's like, the greatest melody is the one we've yet to hear. Mm. Like, the best song has yet to be written. And I even look back and like, that's the thing about heaven. You think about all the music that's out there that these amazing songs that, that nobody, you know, has ever discovered or, or has written yet. But I also look back and think there's so much music that has been created mm -hmm. that wasn't recorded, that wasn't yes. ever known. And just to think about heaven being a place where we will just share music and hear music and, and, uh, but that, man, yeah, I was, was thinking about this as I was listening to some of these pieces, imagine living in that day and the only chance you would have to listen to music was to go to a concert. You would hear the Messiah performed once in your life and it would be this incredible experience. Like this day and age, like we can listen to it on repeat. Like we have music available to us at the, like that is a, that would have been like a heaven-like <laughs> dream for these people. Like maybe in heaven, we'll be able to listen to music on in demand. In the background. Yeah. And we have every piece of music. We'll be able to just, yeah. Like, they, you could not have dreamed that right now I have a computer in front of me. I could pull up any yes. music I wanted. It's incredible. Right. So, so thinking about, okay, the uh, classical music. And, and uh, James, I know that one of you, the things on your heart is to... Um, Give, give the church uh, songs that they will sing on their deathbed and yes. to make sure that there are 
timeless songs that we do continue to make a part of our worship. And even during Christmas, there's almost a liturgy in singing mm-hmm. uh, these classic Christmas hymns. Mm-hmm. And so unpack that a little more on just your heart for why, why to keep some of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's certainly nothing holy about hymns in and of themselves, like the, the structure of hymns are like, we should always sing hymns because this one period in the 17, 1800s was the golden age. It's never getting any better than that. Don't need to write any more songs, but there are, yeah, just really, um, the, the depth of, of language in these hymns. There's a reason that they've stood the test of time. There's mm-hmm. a reason we still, still sing these today. And yeah, I think it's important to kind of have a balanced diet in worship. We were just talking about this, how in Colossians, um, yeah, is it, is it Colossians? No, it's 1 Corinthians 14. No, Colossians 3, Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm admonishing one another um, with wisdom. And so those categories, like, are we having a balanced diet of the Psalms of the Bible, the hymns of the, like the history of the church that's been passed down to us, and just the spiritual songs that even out of the spontaneous overflow of our heart, like Lauren wrote that song, like, Mm. are we putting songs on our people's lips that, um, that are giving a, a, a rich diet of theology. And so, yeah, hark the herald angels sing. Like, that has such a depth of language that can just get glossed over because you're so familiar. It's, it's funny. I just looked up the lyrics because I was thinking about that line. The, just different uh, lines that, that have so much depth in them. Mm-hmm. It's like reading a classic, you know, but it just... Um, Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see... Hail the incarnate deity. It's, I mean, just even that line, veiled in flesh, like, look, there's God wrapped in human flesh. And he's basically saying, check this out. Yeah. Look at that. There's God in Mm -hmm. human form. Hail the incarnate deity. Like, Mm -hmm. worship him, revere him, this God in flesh. And, um, just a line like that, it, you as you meditate on that idea of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a simple, each word is carefully chosen to define what incarnation is. Like you could say that, those whatever, four or five words, or you can mm-hmm. go into this like, well, God came down and it was like, he was a baby and like... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just very pastorally crafted language. Yeah, so I think... Cogent, you know, a lot of meaning packed into yes. very few words. Mm-hmm. The, another line that I was thinking about, joy to the world, uh-huh. is uh-huh. where it says, he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. I mean, everywhere where you see darkness, brokenness, like mm-hmm. the blessing is going to go even further and the redemption story is greater than sin everywhere that you see the result of the curse he came to make his blessings flow further and healing in all those areas like even that just made me think on sunday what a what a rich phrase what anything other 
lyrics or things from the hymns that that stand out to you guys or well songs in general one of the things that baffles me that song doesn't rhyme for the most part like joy to the world the savior reigns let uh men their songs. songs employ it doesn't rhyme but it's so melodic and perfect and beautiful he comes to make uh, his blessings flow far as the curse is found. That is so theologically deep. There is so much depth, and you could meditate on that for hours and days in your whole life and be impacted by that. And, and it just flows out perfectly into a song. Like, so concise, and it's so bite-sized. You can, you can keep it, you can store it in your brain, and you can think about it while you're driving in your car, while you're doing the dishes in the shower going to bed whatever like it's so special that we have things like that it's such a gift that we can have a phrase uh mild he lays his glory by born that man no more may die and we can just think about wow jesus was a really mild mannered person he was so humble and contrite but he was a king and he is a king and he reigns forever yet he was this meek and mild mannered person and he did that so that we could live forever. There's, I just use like a hundred words to say, mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. And that one rhymes. That's so impressive. It's like, songs are such a gift. They are such a gift. And it's like a, a really useful gift. Well, and this, is, and this is where it gets into the place of poetry versus like, there's a big difference between Psalms and Romans. Mm-hmm. You know, the Psalms right, are just... Right. Uh, poems, their songs, um, and Romans gives you a more in-depth uh, uh, theology, and so so I think the packing a lot of meaning into into few words is a gift. As songwriters, you guys have both written songs. Um, it's when I try to write a song, it just feels so trite. It I I just how do you? What's the secret sauce of like lyrical depth to where something can be? It takes it from like trite to, yeah, just a unique yeah. oh, lyric well, that. Well, let me tell you <laughs> what the secret <laughs> yes. is, because I know that. <laughs> I know the answer. I want to know how oh. the sausage is made, right? Man, for for I you guys with songwriting, because you guys have written I, like I, Redeemer, uh, that song. Yeah, Lauren wrote it. I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me call. It, let me call Lauren. Uh, I I don't. I don't. <laughs> We'll get Lauren in here next time. There's like one rule that I could think of that would maybe be helpful, but still way way easier said than done. Less is more. So don't don't try and be like overly descriptive or overly explicit. That's just the nature of poetry in general. So maybe less words than than you would try, but uh, I mean... Mm-hmm. That's not the that's not the end all be all to songwriting. I mm. I really don't know the answer to that question. There though. there is a that's why it's a gift. A secret sauce. I mean, just is the the authenticity factor because there there are. I mean, we were going through a list of songs the other day of like bringing new songs to the table. What should we sing? You know, like kind of auditing our song list. Are we going to cut this one? Are we going to keep it? Um, and there were some of the songs I just felt like you could go to a random worship song lyric generator, press go, and like mm-hmm. it would, you, you, like 
Lauren, as an example, the, the line, it starts with, you are the good, good to me, God. And the, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. Like, is that language like too cutesy or something like that? And the more I thought about it, I'm like, that says something different than you are a good God. Or like, God, mm -hmm. you're good. You are mm -hmm. the good to me, God. There's something like specific yeah. for Lauren in that moment that that was helpful. And that helps yeah. us. It's that subtlety. Yeah of authentic feeling that yep. doesn't just feel like, oh, I plug this into the random worship song. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, okay, let me move on to a, another topic is related to music is what is the role for you guys of secular music? So how, cause, cause I've had music that just stirs my heart similar to a worship song that they're not, the writer is not, a believer, how, how do you, I mean, as worship leaders, think about the role of secular music in your life? Mm -hmm. hmm. What do you got, James? Yeah. Yeah, this is, I've thought about this a lot. And I'll just say for me personally, I, I listen to very little Christian music. Um, I, I, I like to stay up to date on like what worship songs are and yeah there are certain artists that i'll like whenever hillsong releases an album i'm gonna listen to that you know just to <laughs> I, they write some great stuff but in general yeah i think whenever you have a sub market of the the worldwide market you you aren't competing with the best that the that mm -hmm. the society has to offer. And so I think Christian music, Christian art in general has, this is not a blanket statement, but like in general, it's not as high of quality a lot of the time. The Christian movies, things like, like just as an artist, you're like, oh, it, it's, there are certainly many great Christian yeah. artists, but like the industry, I get kind of skeptical about that. Like, how do you become a successful Christian artist? And so for me, certainly you have to have a discerning ear because yeah, it's just the world spitting messages at you. And so you have to listen to these lyrics with like, oh, and would I let my, you know, my kids be listening to mm -hmm. everything that's on the radio with an undiscerning ear? No, like you have to shepherd your kids through that. But right. in general, yeah, secular music has played. I mean, I love I'm, the Beatles are incredible. Like it just, I love taking deep dives on a on an artist. So like lately, I went through Stevie Wonder. Just listened to all of his his <laughs> nice. albums because I'm like, this is a great musician. I want to listen to the best of what music has to offer. Mm. And so I'm going to seek that out where I can find it and learn from it. Like, what can I learn from? from hip hop, what can I learn from country, but the best that that genre has mm -hmm. to offer. So do you look at it as um, almost, I, I think it was Flannery O'Connor that was like, 
are you a Christian writer? She's like, I'm a writer who's a Christian. Yes. And that, that idea of, I just make beautiful art and it's kind of the, the C.S. Lewis quote on beauty. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be a Christian to make something beautiful. Cause that's part of being in the Imago Dei in the image of God is yeah. being able to produce something beautiful and good. And even if you don't, worship. Uh, like my kids were, one of my kids came up to me the other day. He's like, dad, what do you think of this painting? And I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. He's like, you just enjoyed a painting from Adolf Hitler. Even this, I mean, playing a practical <laughs> joke on me, like, thanks son. Uh, yeah, this, this horrible human being just made a beautiful, and I was like, that's a picture. Like, Terrible people make beautiful things. And I think with music as well, which can we just rabbit trail? You have to tell the story about your grandfather. Yeah, Adolf Hitler's paints. Okay, so my grandpa was, no, great grandfather. My great grandfather was in World War II and he was um, an officer of some sort, but um, he was also an artist. He was a painter. And while they, you know, he was in Europe and they were on the trail of the, the Nazis, kind of the chase back to the eagle's nest thing. And I read, it It wasn't the eagle's nest, but it was one of the bunkers that that Adolf Hitler had been in. They, they found, they stumbled upon it. They're like, oh, we just missed him. But like all the stuff was still there because they fled. And there was this paint set there where Hitler was staying. So presumably Adolf Hitler's paints, my great grandpa took the paints with him as kind of a souvenir and painted with them. So there's a mural in Pennsylvania somewhere at an army base that he painted partly with Adolf Hitler's own paints. Whoa. That is one of the coolest World (laughs) War II stories. Very interesting. Taking Adolf Hitler's paints, using them, painting a mural. um, Is it at a military base or Mm -hmm. something? Wow. That's that's amazing. Um, Okay. So taking it back to secular music. Give me an example of a song that just does something to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Coldplay. We all like Coldplay. I'm not a massive, like, I don't know all their stuff, but I, I know the hits. And the song Fix You. It's just, you know, maybe Dude, the best song. Play the song maybe... in as much of its entirety. This is a beautiful song. I'm going to have to fight to not sing along with you. <laughs> no, we're going to sing, Mark. I'm my kids it. are going to, Dad, you ruined it. <laughs> oh, you should have just I'm let Dalton sing. <laughs> All right, come on, Dalton. When you try your best, but you don't succeed. You get what you want, but not what you need. And you feel so tired, but you can't sleep. Stuck in rivers And the tears come streaming down your face Cause you lose something you can't replace When you love someone but it goes to waste What could be worse? Lights will guide you home 
your bones And I will try to fix you If you never try, you'll never know just what you were. Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones, and I. song is so good what is that why what does that do to you i mean because you just know whoa there's something on this i don't know i don't know what it does to me but honestly like anything oh thanks man dude what it does for me is makes me want to have a full band and go just the that turn of hope in that song you're just like yes i can do anything like the music video, he runs up on stage, he's got this light bulb that he's like twirling around with this arena. Oh. So cool. Yeah, that song, it's like um, a couple months ago, I was just feeling really blue, really like super depressed, like really sad. Kind of one of those things where it's like, man, will I ever be happy again? How is it possible to have hope? And honestly, one of two things that I would look forward to for about two weeks was just anytime I got in my car, I could put on that song and just be like, someone understands. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Yeah, I, and it, yeah not, I, I was hopeful. I, I was, and, and I'm, I don't feel, you know, that's just life. It goes up and down. But for some reason, being able to just be at home with my wife, Alexis, and being able to get into the car and listen to uh, that song. And I think about just the Lord. I don't want to over-spiritualize it by any means, but you just you think about a father singing that over a son or a daughter. Like, the light will bring you home, and it will breathe life into your bones and, and like, make you excited and happy and joyful. And, and like, I will try to, to fix you in the brokenness in the world and uh, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like a blank canvas that you can be be like this is what it means to me right now it's wow i love that, that song okay so i don't know what yeah it does, no that's that's but, awesome there's a yeah. it's funny the um one of my favorite just fun movies is yesterday mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that it's hilarious um but this guy's trying to um like everyone in the world basically gets amnesia and for some reason related to the Beatles and they don't know who the Beatles are. And so he's trying to like remind them. And so he comes out and he plays this, uh, he, the songs yesterday, yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. He's playing it for his friends, like the Beatles, remember? And they're like, I, we have no idea who this is. He's like, this is one of the greatest songs ever written. And they're like, uh, it's not fix you. <laughs> like in the British accent. Yes. Oh. 
telling him like that's the gold that's standard. The, it is. That's it the is. song. Fix the song you. Is. And yesterday is not uh, fix you. Oh. Um, anyway, James, what for this topic of secular music? You got anything for us? Oh my gosh. I, man. Yeah, I mean every every year I, I just keep a list of like my favorite favorite tracks, favorite albums that come out in a given year and um yeah, it's just it's just fun to have that compilation. I try to yeah, whenever a new album drops that's getting good reviews or whatever, I'll listen to it and see what I think. But yeah, there's some great stuff this year. I really liked the Killers new album. Oh. We we bonded over this. <laughs> it was great. That was good. Man, that yeah, a song good. called Caution that's like it's just a great song to jam to. Um yeah, another the group called Hyam, which is three sisters who are just incredible musicians. Like, I think... How do you spell that? Hyam. So H-A-I-M. Okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I know at least a few of them were, like, Juilliard-trained musicians, but they're, like, in a rock band. And just, yeah, really creative, really good stuff. Like, And it, it's... I see it as just common grace, you know? Like, they... These people aren't making music to the glory of God. I wish they were. That would be awesome. But they're creating great, beautiful work, and God has gifted those people, and it's a it's a gift that we can enjoy. And so, what what do you mean? Uh, you just said a, a real theological word, a common grace. Common what grace. does that mean for someone that doesn't know what that? Yeah. So it, idea it, is? it'd be in contrast to particular grace would be like. God is sovereign over all of us, and he gives his grace. There are those who, um, those who get saved, who come to believe in, in Jesus and are redeemed. There are those that, that don't. Um, God in his sovereign wisdom have, has, has control over all things, um, and it's by his grace that he gives us any good thing. But there are, there, there are graces that the believer gets, but there's common grace that God has just shown to the entire world, mm. you know. So every all good of human food, good music. Yes, you know? all of humanity gets grace. Yes, not everyone gets saving grace. You know, the the saved get saving grace. Everyone gets common grace. Like in Luke, I think it's Luke six. Jesus says he causes the the rain to fall on the righteous and unrighteous. When the sun shines, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. everybody enjoys the sun, not just believers. Yeah. Um, so, but that's yeah, a huge. I can enjoy Stevie Wonder. The any anybody <laughs> yeah. can enjoy Stevie. Wonder. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so so in secular music we see common grace. Okay, let me let me move it to movies and soundtracks that have particularly powerful music. <laughs> Shore, Lord of, the Lord of the Rings. I thought that yes. sounded familiar. Okay, oh, my can word, I? But... Oh, your password. Oh, here, I want to play something. I want to play something from Lord of the Rings that is one of my favorite. I listen to this all the time to study. Um, do you have anything? While I'm is it? Uh, mm. It's okay. Here it is. Um, this is. I'm on James's computer. All right, listen to this. This is. <laughs> I love this.
It's the Beautiful. Council of Elrond. Mm. So, yeah, it's I when that was yeah when I when I'm studying I just listen to all the Lord of the Rings soundtracks over um, and over. So love that. Such a good. It's good stuff. I love. And I talk about this movie all the time, every piece of it, but the soundtrack too, Inside Out, Pixar, one of my favorite movies of all time. But the composer, Michael Giacchino, I don't even know how to pronounce it. He did the soundtrack on Lost too, any Lost fans out there. But it's just so like perfectly captures what that movie is about. way that he takes that theme and it's like kind of happy but it has this like kind of mysterious feel when it goes to the b flat chord like it's like peppy at sometimes but then he like brings it back in the end where it's this kind of like mournful there's just so much you can do with one theme like one series of notes crazy that's amazing that you just played that yeah yeah that was pretty cool james is incredible you got anything dog <laughs> um not particularly. Do you know the movie About Time? I like that it's soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like uh, that early-ish. T- or it, I'm sorry, it reminds me of like early 2000s British uh, pop rock, kind of like Wonderwall, Oasis, The Cure. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like very fitting for that movie. And it's like fun. I don't know. Nice. I, that's probably my favorite soundtrack. It is interesting that movie soundtracks are like the only popular, like where you still have an orchestra, full orchestra. Like John Williams is out there creating like Bach-esque classical music that (laughs) we know because we watch movies. But it like stands alone. Like It's like the only thing we use strings for anymore is movies. Man, but I feel like hundreds of years from now, like people will still like, listen to performances of some yeah. brilliant movie soundtrack. Absolutely. Okay, one of the one of my favorite scenes in a movie is at the end of Gladiator. Okay, Gladiator. Yeah. This this song Now We Are Free. It's it's so emotional cuz it gets you there's kind of this like death/resurrection heaven scene and the song is called Now We Are Free. Um, and it's, I think it might be at the very end of this song. So Just Beautiful. with give, I mean, with the 
And it's almost like I, she's not speaking in tongues. She's actually talking about being free and longing for eternity and whatever, heaven. Uh, but, but it's almost like she's speaking in tongues. You know, there's yeah. just something that, that, that takes you to a place, you know, when you don't even know, you know what she's saying, but you don't. And uh, anyway, that's a, that's a great moment in a movie. Well, let's bring it all back with uh, uh, maybe we can end with just a song that, that I talked to you guys about that, that was resonating with me this through the last few months. And this song has kept me going. It's uh, Is He Worthy? So uh, yeah. why don't we just end with, with this? Quick plug on Andrew Peterson too. Andrew Peterson's the guy who wrote mm-hmm. this song. Incredible Christian musician who just lyrics are very thoughtful. A lot of his stuff is kind of more folky maybe, but he's got an album called Behold the Lamb of God that is, I mean, this time of year, it's, um, yeah, an album about the birth of Christ, you know, where he, the whole album is dedicated to it, kind of walks through a story. So highly recommend Behold the Lamb of God, Andrew Peterson. Cool. Well, let's sing this. Does the spirit move among us? 
He does. And as Jesus, our Messiah, hold forever those He loves. He does. Does our God intend to reign again with us? He does. Is anyone worth? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. From every people and tribe, every nation and tongue. that um, this season you will stir up our hearts to worship you. You are worthy and we come with the wise men who fell down to worship in joy, with the shepherds who left praising God, glorifying you, that they, what they had just seen. And, and God, we, wanna, we want to join them in worship and awe. And so just fill us with songs of deliverance. Fill us with joyful songs. Uh, we pray for your glory in the name of Jesus, who is worthy. Amen. Well, thanks guys for jumping on and uh, just having this conversation and that we would have had anyway. We just hit record and <laughs> yeah. uh, let other people join in. And thanks so, yeah, it was fun. And so we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.